Father in heaven.
2627. We are pastored by Russell Lee Wars. Our first elder is Clarence Brown. Our speaker today will be speaking to us from the book of Job. His message is entitled, Down But Not Out. Amen. Down But Not Out. Let us rejoice, believing that the Holy Spirit will once again regenerate Pastor Lee Wars as he feeds us spiritual manner from on high. After our final selection, the next voice you will hear is that of Pastor Russell Lee Wars. Hear ye him.
Amen. Thank you, children, for that wonderful song. Perhaps with the exception of one or two, that's the Abundant Life Christian Academy Choir. And I like that. What about you? Every day is a day of thanksgiving. I like that. I really do like that. And God has been good to us, has he not? All the time. Thank you, sister. Hear a little echo here. I think we're kind of warm in here. You feel warm, church? <laughs> see some fanning. Brother Usher, I see a little fanning going on. Help Brother Jackson with some sound here. Help, help me. I hear a little echo going on. Thank you. I want to say hi to my wife who is watching live. Hi, wife. <laughs> I see you. Kiss the boy for me. When I'll get home, I'll kiss his cheeks too. He'll be here soon. He'll be here soon. Today, in the spirit of giving thanks, all across the U.S., families all around give thanks, and I'm going to preach a very long sermon today. It's about Thanksgiving, and I have a lot to be thankful for. I have, I have tons of stuff. I'm going to share a few with you. But even so, I'm going to take a drink now. Even so, it may be a while, so if you got to go, go. Telling you the truth today, I have a lot to be thankful for. So, sound, sounds good. Sounds, amen. Do I sound, sound all right, church? Give me a little more, a little more. Turn your Bibles to Job. I want to read it for you again. Job, the third chapter. And we're going to spend some time in this book today. We're going to spend some time. Job, the third chapter. Two verses, number 25. Job, the third chapter, number 25. And it says, Job says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble, trouble came. And I've entitled the message, Down But Not Out. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Amen. Amen. Down but not out. Trouble. So much trouble in the world. Trouble in the U.S. 
trouble in Greece, trouble in Syria, trouble in Egypt, trouble in Italy, trouble everywhere, right? The thing with trouble is that it doesn't warn you when it's coming. Trouble shows up. No warning, it appears, it's just there. And trouble is one of the few things we don't have to worry about running out of. Trouble is not like your money. You will not run out of trouble. You don't have to go looking, Asia, for trouble. <laughs> trouble will find you. Trouble will dial your number. <laughs> trouble will dress up on Sabbath morning and join you in church. Get in your car sit down with you and arrive on time. Trouble will ask for a Facebook friend request. Trouble will even send you a little Twitter message. Trouble knows your address, knows your name, the names of your children, Trouble likes to lie down between a husband and a wife. Many times, trouble likes to clock in with you on your job. Trouble. I'm talking about trouble. Trouble likes to make you feel or can fool you and make you think that it's your friend, and as soon as it decides the time is right, trouble shows its true colors. Trouble travels in a pack like wolves. If it's not one thing, it's another. When it's not a headache, it's a backache. When it's not a backache, it's a toothache. When it's not a toothache, it's a sinus problem, an allergy, allergic reaction. Job says, man, in Job 14.1, man who is born of woman is a few days. And then he says, and full of trouble. In other words, there are going to be times when the bottom falls out of your life. Mm -hmm. And you're stranded on the boulevard of broken dreams. Church, when this happens, we need to know what to expect. We need to know how to react. We need to realize we're only down, but not out. And let's look a, take a, a deeper look. Let's go a few chapters before chapter 3 and see why Job would say that he's in trouble. Job, let's look at his life for a minute, would you? 
Job the first chapter. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. He hated evil. And there were born unto him seven sons, three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 sheep asses, and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. Things were looking good for Job. Job feared God and shunned evil. Job had some axioms. What did I say? axioms, some principles in his life that he wouldn't break for nothing. Job is not the kind of man that would break the Sabbath because he got to work that day. You won't find Job pimping with the sisters. Job is the kind of man who returned a faithful tithe and offering. Job took care of his family. He feared God and shunned evil. Life was going great for Job. And it was easy to be thankful, huh? He had a great marriage. Business was booming. Children were healthy. But then you bat your eyelids. And in verse 6 to chapter 2, verse 10, all hell breaks loose upon Job. And in times like these, church, we ask ourselves the question. In the midst of an awful situation, we ask ourselves, how can a man be thankful through such a storm? And to, to think about what the Bible says, I want us to see this. Turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Because I, I, want, I want us to see that because there's something going on there. Go there. Today we want to look in the Word, you see. We want to touch the Word, smell the Word, feel the pages as they slide on our fingers. Beautiful, isn't it? Isn't that nice? 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and it says, give thanks. You're not there. What does it say? Give thanks in what? All circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The New Living Translation reads, no matter what happens, always be thankful. God wants us to be thankful in every circumstance, no matter the kind of mess we are in. But imagine you've lost everything. Your prized possessions, your house, you buried ten children. Seven boys and three girls. Ten in the church. I don't know. Lose your health 
And on top of it, the people who didn't die aren't helping the situation either. Might as well, they were taken too. Elphaz, he had friends. Elphaz, Bildad, and Zophar were friends of Job, but not necessarily Job's friends. The Bible says they planned on comforting Job, you know. So when they went over and they saw Job and how messed up he looked and smelt, they sat down with him for a whole week and never spoke. They just had to sit there and look. There are times when you're in a situation that you just can't speak. It's so the story tells us that they went on to condemn Job. Pour salt in his wounds. It's because of your sins, man. Repent, Job. Get it over with. And I know what this feels like. See, I'm preaching this sermon. Got a testimony in this sermon. 1997. Our father, I have three sisters, gave us an ultimatum. You need to choose between your mother, Brother Joseph, or me. So all four of us gathered together and we thought about it. I said, well, we love dad, but we kind of like mom more. So the consequence of our decision was that if you go with mom, you have to go. You have to pack your things, take the furniture, and leave. So, so my sisters decided, someone said, I'll take the sisters, I'll take the girls. <laughs> oh, great. Something is going to happen here. So the girls are nice. We hug, we kiss, we load the truck. And my sisters are gone. And the house is empty. Two bedrooms, one bathroom. And I'm left there to think. Nobody wants to take the man-child. So I sit in the back of the house for several hours, stunned. For the first time in my life, I don't know what's going to happen, where I'm going to go, where I'm going to sleep tonight. So I sit there in the dark. And it's not enough because I'm so shocked I can't even cry. And so a neighbor comes along. This is a man who has a drinking problem. And he would be so drunk sometimes when he would be trying to get home, get into his house, he would call my name. And he would stumble. Russ! <laughs> and he'd hold 
leaf of a tree sometimes and stumble. And I he would call me to help him, and I would be thinking to myself, man, again? Why me? Oh, anyway, I'd go out and a big man put my hand in his hand and find our way to the door fall into his bed and sleep. But on this very night, he was on his way home, and he saw me sitting there in the dark. <laughs> this night, he was sober <laughs> for some strange reason. And he called my name, and he said, what, what's up, Russ? What's up? See, I'm just here. I don't have anywhere to sleep tonight, so I'm, I'm just here. 1997. And so I said, you know, I'm a cowboy. I like to live my life. Every now and then a few girls may come in, but hey, I'm going to give you a room. You can have this room. I'm going to give you a little time, but you know I'm a cowboy, so I got to live my life. But I'm going to help you. So I get a place. I get a place to sleep for three months to stay with this man. And I learned that day talking about Bildad and Zophar and Elphaz. I learned that day that in prosperity, your friends know you. But in your adversity, we know our friends, you've got to put your trust in God. Now understand that the man of God, Job, man of God, Job. Now sometimes people are messed up and they get themselves in trouble. Job didn't do anything. This is a man of God, a disciple. This man is a Christian. He's committed. He's faithful. So why suffer like this? He had some questions during his struggle. In fact, he was so tough that Job even considered suicide. Oh, you don't believe me? Several times, Job thought about it. But the Bible says in Job 1.22, though his faith was challenged, it was not destroyed. Job says, even though my body is covered with maggots and scabs and I smell and putrefied, my skin breaks open, oozing with pus. Job 7.5 says, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job 1 verse 21. No matter what happens, he says, give thanks. You see, Satan accused Job of one thing. He said, you know, the reason why Job is so faithful to you, because, uh, you, you know, Job treats you like an ATM. You want something, stick your card in. Get how much you like. 
He accused Job of being faithful because of the blessings of the goodness of God. Bankrupt the blessings, God, and Job will drop you like a hot potato. I dare you, God, just give me one shot. Let me get a chance at him. God says, okay. All right. I'm going to let you go. Touch his possessions. He did. Lost everything. Job's still faithful. All right. Okay, so touched his possessions. He lost the car. Lost the house. <laughs> and now he has lost everything. Now, you know what? Maybe if I touch his family, something will change. So, so, so God says, all right, do what you have to do. And he touches Job's children. Now, some of you got children. Would you still be faithful then? And then that didn't work. So now let's try Job on his body. See, now people will give up their children. Some of us would. We're easy to lose the house. We can bounce back. The car, we can go without a car for a while. But touch the body now. Touch your health with cancer. That's a different business right there. That's a different level. He's going to curse God and die. Well, the Bible tells us that Job was a praying man. See, you don't pray when you're in the problem, you know, only you got to pray before you get to the problem. Job 1.20 tells us that Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped God when everything was taken away. But that's not our attitude for the most part, is it? When the car note is paid, hallelujah, praise God. When the mortgage is paid, beautiful. Let the good times roll on. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. But if God allows a little rain to come our way, our faith and our relationship is out the window. But Job says to us, friends, today, he says, I'm not going to worry. He says, for he knows, he knows the way that I take when he hath tried me. I shall come forth as pure gold. Job 23.10. No matter what comes, Job says, I'm going to praise the Lord. In fact, I'm going to praise God before it happens. I didn't make that up. Job 1.5. Job prayed before things happened in his life. He had an awesome prayer life. He had an awesome devotional life. Job, in the Bible it says, and in, it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them, rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be 
that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Job did this consistently. Not when he had problems in his life. He was prepared. Job's brand of spirituality, devotional life, isn't like ours. Haphazard. <coughs> Willy-nilly here or there. Get up some mornings, some mornings we don't. Every now and then, when we're in need, Job had a consistent prayer life. He was consistently connected with God. It isn't always easy to be thankful during the rough times. But in the good times, it's easy when you get a new job, huh? Yeah? When you have been healed by some sickness, when you are reconciled to a friend, anybody can be thankful in those situations. But can you be thankful when you lost your job? When your doctor brings you bad news. When you're betrayed by your best friend. Well, one thing, these times teach us to evaluate ourselves. Yes. Teach us to realize that life's circumstances don't determine the quality of our lives, but how we respond to them. So when we have got no food on the table, when our marriages is, are, are heading for a divorce, when the doctor brings the bad news, when your burdens seem to outweigh your blessings, when you're lonely and surrounded by depression, when you're separated from your family or your friends because of distance, disagreement, or death, give thanks before the blessing. How can we be thankful, church? Job says, I'll tell you how. I got an answer for that too. Though ye slay me, yet will I trust in him. You can trust God today. Here's why you can trust God. The Bible says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. Listen to our high calling. This book, I found this quote, page 323, our high calling, page 323. It says, it says, each one has his own battles to fight, his own Christian experience to gain, independent in some respects from any other soul. And God has lessons for each to gain for himself that no other one can gain for him. Our Heavenly Father measures and weighs every trial. He measures and weighs every trial before he permits it to come upon the believer. He considers the circumstances and the strength of the one who is to stand under the proving and the test of God. He never permits the temptations to be greater than the capacity of resistance. God knows what he's doing. 
When you have even brought the circumstances on yourself, the foolishness on yourself, he measures out the trial and he weighs it and says, this one is good for you, Russ. This one is good for you, Brother France. Elder Odie Hudson, this trial is tailor-made for you. So put your hand in the hand of the Redeemer. Jesus is not twiddling his thumbs on the throne. Jesus is considering where you are right now. So Job says, I'd like you to meet my Redeemer. I want you to get to know him. He says, Job 19, 25 to 27, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Verse 26, And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself. And mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. Maybe life isn't going the way you had planned it today, or you thought it would be. Maybe you're thinking you're a failure. The best is yet to come. He won't give up on you. Job's body was covered in sores and worms. But church, he had a tongue. <laughs> the disease didn't get to the tongue. He had a tongue, and it was in good shape. So he could go on thanking God. He couldn't be in the sanctuary anymore, but he could praise. He couldn't tap his feet anymore. But he could praise. He couldn't clap his hands anymore. But he could praise. What he had in his body was just breath. But that's all we need. For the Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. You know, nothing will change your circumstances faster than changing your attitude about your circumstances. We are called to praise and to thank God for both the flowers and the thorns, for both the rain and the rainbow, for the valley and the mountain top too. Let me tell you something. Last year, I told you this is very personal. I'm a private guy, you know. I'm a private guy. <laughs> it's how I was raised. You don't talk about your struggles or your problems. You, you bear them on your own. That's what I was taught. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, things can get a little rough. <laughs> so last year, three things were bothering my family wife and I. Number one, well, we waited four years, right? It was baby time now. <laughs> right? I waited. I got married. 
I did what the Bible said. Get married, then have children. And then, time, we know we're getting ready. Check the doctor. Doctor said, well, both of you are going to need some help to have children. I said, say again? <laughs> both of you are going to need some help so you can have some children. And I said, you know, I was, I was upset. I was miffed. I was the human. <laughs> I, I said, you know, I, I, I couldn't talk to my wife immediately. And you know, these are tough things you talk. You have to talk now. As a man, you can't. <laughs> you have to talk now and listen. And I was not in the mood to listen right now. I wasn't in the mood to listen to any of my sermons about being encouraged. And I already told my wife we weren't adopting any children. I wanted my own to look like me. And even if they don't look like me, look like you for mine. I was in the dumps, you know. Still had to smile, amen. <laughs> Medicine for the soul. Still had to do our thing and prayed. And, 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 I, and in the back of my head, you're thinking you're not really a man. Your upbringing, you know. You're not really a man if you can't get your own kids, man. Something is wrong with you. And then you have some happy people saying, when we going to get the baby? <laughs> oh, should we look soon? God going to bless you, Pastor. And in the back of your head, you're saying, oh, yeah, he's blessing all right. And you're thinking, all these teeny boppers, they don't do nothing, you know? You know, they, 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 they just practice something, and boom, baby happened. And here I am, I, I, I got married, Jesus. And four years, he's saying, and now we're ready. And you're saying, don't look like it's going to happen. So, you know, we got to a praying but that's one thing. The next thing is, you know, we, my, my colleague ordained Ella Brown. Yeah. And uh, I've been pastoring four years. Yeah. And I was wondering if nobody really, uh, what about me, God? <laughs> Don't I get a little oil too? <laughs> no? Don't the elders come and Ordained pastors put their hands on you, you know? Then you, then, then you got some buddies, you know. You went to school, with, they're like, hey, pastor. How is it out there in Las Vegas, man? Lord pouring down the blessings on you? When you going to get the oil? And that's how the devil works, you know. It works on your mind. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking to myself, hey, Lord, what's up? You don't appreciate the ministry? I've been giving it my all. What? Something in my life? What's going on? And I'm praying. Number three. Now, I, no, no, not everybody here is going to understand this. Because if you were born in this country, it's not going to make sense to you. But some of you in here know what I'm talking about because some of you are second generation Americans. And so my status was running out. And you know, I can't minister unless I'm legal in this country. Some of the older ones here come from different countries. A lot of you are here. You know what I'm talking about. And so who do I talk to now? Who do I talk to now? Well, one lawyer says, give me $6,000 and I'll take care of you. $6,000 what? <laughs> Where? Sorry, we can't help you. Well, could you guide me through the process? Are you asking for representation? No, I'm just saying if it could help me through the process. <laughs> I'll do it on my own and you help me through the process. I'm sorry we can't do that. So we got three things on our mind. And I want to let you know, church, we serve a big God, you know. Yeah. Watch this, watch this. In one week, one week, one, how many weeks? One. one week, my wife, <laughs> my wife came out of the bathroom. She put a smiley face. smiley face and put an arrow pointing down. <laughs> I said, really? <laughs> Are you sure? I don't believe you. So I made her take several little tests to make sure that this was true. One week! And in one week, one week, <laughs> A voice said to me at a meeting, Pastor Lee Wars, congratulations. Conference has decided to affirm your ministry. We will ordain you. <laughs> One week. So I said, go on, Jesus. Roll on. <laughs> Let the good times roll on. Two out of three ain't bad, Jesus. You're doing good. Come on. And the third one, I was waiting. All week, nothing happened. A month, nothing happened. Two months, nothing happened. Six months, a year. A year and three months. And I'm saying, well, soon I'll bid the elders down here goodbye. Yeah. Bid you goodbye, bid you goodbye. Tata. <laughs> Sorry, Elder, I won't be around anymore. 
pack up our things, the wife, and head south, very south of the border. One week before a date this August, yeah, I want you to know, yeah, yes, Elder, you know what I'm talking about. One week before deadline, got something in the mail, opened it up, it was good news. We were good to go, everything was okay, we were legit. Three out of three. Now God has a sense of humor, you know. God will say, you, you bellyache continue. You, you need to trust me. I got this. And so he did. That's how God works, church. That's why my favorite verse in the entire book of Job, I love my Redeemer, liveth. But that's future. Job says, I will see him. But then in verse, uh, chapter 42, verse 2, he says, I, oh, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. That's present tense. You may be knocked down doing the rope of dope, but you're not knocked out. Jesus says his word is true. His promises are sure. His power is everlasting. He knows how the story ends. Bible says God blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. God blessed Job with more children. And this time we know their names. See, the first ten were dead. You didn't even know who they were. This time he blesses Job again with children. And he names one, he names one, for Job 42, 12. Look at it when you get home. He names one, Yemima. Yeah, yeah. Hebrew means, I've turned your darkness into light. I've turned your night into day. And he names one, Keziah. Job's sorrow I've replaced your sorrow with the sweet fragrance of my grace. And he named another daughter, Karen Hapuk. Your horn was defiled in the dust, but I've replaced it with a horn of plenty. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. We're going to sing that. Play that for me. We're going to sing that right now. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me when I was in trouble. Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound. Jesus lifted me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lifted me. Let's stand and sing it. Sing that. Stand and sing that. I'm so glad I'm Sing it like you believe it
Let me tell you something. 